Blog Talk Radio. Turn 
Now, we appreciate the work, the death, sacrifice of the Messiah that was sent by the Most High Yah to die for our sins and make, and make all of this possible for us to be able to have a relationship with the Father. That's all the Father wanted us is closer to Him. And Yeshua come along and was obedient even unto death and afterwards. Now we have the great high priest, and uh, we thank the Father for it. How are you doing tonight, you and yours? I hope truly blessed, and especially with what's going on, I hope that fear has not gripped you like it has millions of others. And if it has gripped you, hopefully this show tonight will encourage you, encourage us to get closer to the Father. Because this is the time, there's always a time, but especially now when people are dying. uh, Just want to say a quick word about fear, because there's so much of that going on in our world right now. People are so uncertain about their life, their children's lives, their relatives. Remember, brothers and sisters, fear, fear, not only have torment, but it weakens the immune system. And right about now, you know what's going on. Everybody is saying that we definitely, definitely, definitely is supposed to um, have a strong immune system. So, fear not. Fear not, fear not, fear not, brothers and sisters. And again, I say fear not. I know it's easier said than done. Oh, fear not. But um, like I was telling someone, you just can't tell somebody not to fear. you got to tell them about the power of the Most High Yah in your life. And once you tell them to wear the hair stick up on the back of their head from listening to your testimonies, that's when faith comes, hearing the Word, seeing the Word in action, seeing things come to pass in your life. Our testimonies right now in this world is going to be key. Like I said in my, I think, a Facebook post I made, the dark it get the more we're going to be able to see the light. Everything is shining when everything is good. It's hard to tell what the, which way it is. Everybody got all these philosophies. But i tell you one thing. When that fire is turned up or when that darkness comes, it's going to be crystal clear what people really believe by their actions. So I just want to again thank you for tuning to the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We're going to have our panel tonight. Of course, we're going to have our panel. Just a few things. I try to do every ten shows and have a digits and like seem like and shows more, and then they'll talk about the quick purpose of the Five Smooth Stone Network. Five Smooth Stone is just nothing more than five topics. Five topics I talk about more than any other thing. Talk about everything on this network, but we do talk about five revelations that the Father given me, and um, uh, um, I'm not going to talk a lot tonight, so I guess I'll go over this in record timing, so I want y'all to listen, because I only can say things once, Okay. Some people have a problem. I have a, a listener tell me that we don't focus on Christ and we don't focus on salvation, all these things. Folks, listen. The scripture tell us, Apostle Paul makes it very clear that we move on past the teachings of Christ and laying again the foundation of repentance and from dead work and that there was deeper revelations. So we don't just stick with just the gospels of Christ because he encourages us to move on. He says, and this will we, we do. Okay, so 
There are other revelations past the doctrines of Christ and land again the foundation of repentance, as Apostle Paul was saying. There are things the Father is doing in the earth, and we need to know what He is doing. We need to know what His uh, what He has to say about racism. We need to know what He says about a lot of things. So this is why I believe the Father put in my heart to start this this Five Stone Network. And again, I'm a guest. And uh, panelists, please bear with me. I try to do this every so often because I want people to know because we get a lot of new people that's been listening and they have never heard this. So bear with me. I'm going to move as fast as I can. Remember tonight I'm not talking a whole lot. Um, listen, folks, there's a lot to that Bible other than just coming to Christ. Coming to Christ is the foundation thing we'll ever talk about, we can ever talk about. It's the most, who you are in Christ trumps. Anything we can talk about in the natural just trumps it. It just makes it look silly. I mean, if we're all under the law, we're in trouble. Because we don't have that, that priesthood. And we can't please the Father. What are you praying for? And how can you command, as Scripture says, commanding me, how can you do that when you don't have really a right to go before Him without that blood? So, Christ is just part of what we talk about. There's a lot going on with our people, with our world, and Five Foot Stone, as the logo say, we talk about things that the Father is declaring. There is some things the Father is saying that you're not going to hear a lot of our churches or religious institutions or secular institutions. They just ain't going to talk about it. Well, the Father's still saying it. The Father's still saying it. The Father's still saying it. What happens to that word? That's what I believe the Five Stone Network is all about. We try to talk about things that the Father is saying for sure that you can't get in these institutions. So we talk about things, and I'm not going to go into them like I was first going to go into them, but we talk about who are the true people of the book. Who is that Bible talking about? Who really are those people? We destroy a race based on color. It's just no such thing. It's just no such thing. I don't know other way to say it. It's just foolishness. There's no such thing as a race based on color. So who are we? You can't say the terms white and black when you start talking to to, to respectable uh, archaeologists and scientists and, and theologians. When you really get into it, you can't even say the word white and black and be respected because there's no such thing. Who are we who are, who are so-called whites? We get off into the origin of white skin and dark skin and the concept of black and white. What? How come we look different colors? We talk about that on this Five Souls on Network under series called Leprosy, where we talk about what Bible leprosy is, not the leprosy in your head right now you're thinking. We talk about it, racism, like you've never heard of it. White supremacy, in a way, I guarantee you have never heard of it in your life. You're a smart person, I'm sure. But I bet you've never heard racism the way we talk about it, or the or the what the fathers give me over these years. And I say we. I'm talking about. I I I felt like the father put this in my heart, and I call it the five stones on there because it's five topics. What are the topics again? Again, we talk about white supremacy. We talk about uh, leprosy. We talk about who the real Jews are. Yes, we do. We talk about. Um, one world government, I didn't already mention that, and the, the biggest thing we talk about on the show is the kingdom of God. In other words, the kingdom of Yah, his, his Messiah, his principles, what he taught, the, the Yah, the, uh, uh, excuse me, going too fast. We 
talk about the Father. We talk about His Son. We talk about what He is doing in the earth, what He has done in the earth. We talk about His kingdom that is to come to be established on this earth for a thousand years. We talk about the the principles uh, binding and loosing. And the, uh, the yes, we do talk about it. We just haven't hit it in a while. But uh, excuse me, some of this we had. We hit it. We, this kingdom of God we talk about more than any other sh- any other stone. Because when you start talking about any laws with regards to the kingdom, that's kingdom, that's the solution. This fifth, fifth stone or this fifth topic, the kingdom of God, has to do again with the Father, has to do with the Son, has to do with, 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 with principles that, that, that govern the kingdom, have to, have to do with loving your neighbor, have to do with forgiving sin, have to be forgiven of sin. All of these teachings, most of the teachings we talk about on the five was on network is really kingdom principles. So that's what we talk about the most. But you will hear those other stones, like I say, leprosy, who are the true Jews, one world government, and white supremacy. So, folks, there you have it. I won't go into the story and how it was called and what all the different things. I won't go off into all that tonight because we'll get this moderator on it in record time in here. But I just want to thank you for tuning in to Fossils on Network. Follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. What that means is uh, go to Blog Talk. Um, Actually, click right there on that, 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 that link I sent many of you with the show uh, uh, slideshow in front of you. Click on that button that says, I think it's the upper right-hand corner. Click on it, it says follow. Click on the button that allows you to sign it to Facebook or, or Twitter. It doesn't do anything. It don't even remember your password. All it's going to do is send a reminder to Facebook and Twitter. That's what, that's what you're doing when you're signing in. You're telling you where to send a reminder. That's all it does. Blog talk is, is, is it don't do stupid stuff like trying to send your information to you and all that stuff. So you can trust them. Just simply sign in via Facebook or Twitter and get a reminder sent directly, directly, directly to you. Okay. Again, again, and again, you tune into the Five Swing Stone Network. Play that little opening song. I really like that version. What do y'all think of that five that uh, Waymaker version, reggae? Play that again in the background. So. Anyway, and the chat room is open. Those of you that want to chat, the chat room is now open. I kind of was late getting it open, but it is open. Uh, Brother John, you might want to sign as well, and uh, everybody else. Um, Well, folks, again, we thank you for tuning in. Tonight's topic is very, very, very in-depth. Passover 2020. And what's ahead for the Hebrew Israelites all over the world? I went on to type to many of you. I sent this to. Could today's global events surrounding Passover 2020 ignite the return of Israelites worldwide? While many feel it isn't time for the major exodus, others feel this could start the biblical ingathering and exodus for the Israelites from the nations. And I went on to say, tune in to hear what our seasoned panelists have to share, along with our national and international callers. And we thank the callers already on the phone lines. We really appreciate you. Remember, when you have a, if you have a question, comment, press 1, and we'll bring you on. If you have a question to chat, room, just type your question with question marks in the front of your question in the back where it stands out. And I'll try to get that question as soon as I can. But right now, we're going to go ahead and go to our moderator, Brother John Clark, all the way in the city of Fort Worth, Texas. And we thank him for all that he did. Uh, uh, just John does a really job, good job of making sure everybody talks equally. And uh, so tonight, um, 
this is a death, like I said, uh, title here. It's a lot, a lot of angles on this. So, let John, your line is open, and we welcome you back uh, for another hopefully inspirational, uh, yah uh, inspired program tonight, brother. How are you doing? Everything is good, brother Seth. What's good, everybody on the Five Smoothstones Network? Network. Uh, this would be very, very interesting. Sister Eliana about to bring the pain, quote unquote, uh, as as stated on the block. <laughs> we look forward to it. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to um, Fred Arthur, who is uh, someone that Sister Eliana turned me on to. He's up in Jersey, and. Um, all things being equal, he, the one, has already joined us on the show or will be joining us on the show. I had a um, a very good discussion with him a couple of days ago as it pertains to who we are and how we approach it. Um, and um, I just wanted to give uh, shots out to him if he was able to make it, as well as everyone who who's on the line now, be you a regular or be you new. We're glad to have you here. Um, so... What we will look to do, folks, is to bring on our other panelists and have a discussion with them uh, as we do every week. So, Brother Seth, I'll put that back into your hands, and we'll get everything started. Okay, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's go back to the phone lines. And, uh, John, again, I really appreciate you, moderator. I really appreciate you, brother. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Brother Leonard, who is going to be joining us tonight um, as well. Uh, Brother Leonard, uh, we had promised we was going to have him on. Then I had made a decision not to have him on because of what we was t- handling with Sister Eliana and so forth. But Brother John and I talked about it, and we kind of I wanted to make sure he felt comfortable with everything. And and I talked with Brother Leonard, and Brother Leonard is, gonna, is on tonight for um, to share what he feels the Father's putting his heart about this whole endeavor. Brother Leonard, your line is now open. Area code three three seven four eight five, all the way in Louisiana. How you doing, brother? Good. How you doing, brother? Go ahead and say hello to the people. Oh, hello, I'm, I'm uh, Brother Leonard from uh, from uh, F- uh, Leesville, Louisiana, Fort Polk, and uh, I, I have I have a, uh, a website, Prophets of Awakening, and uh, I'm non messianic, but uh, I try to get along with everybody. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. What was that, John? No, I was just saying. That um, we we appreciate that. Uh, me and brother Seth was talking about it earlier, and I was like, you know, um, when we were when we first met you, and we were going over the specifics, uh, we were all trying to get our points across. But it wasn't like we were disrespectful then. But it's like we know that you're non-messianic, but at the same time, uh, you don't look to try and push your views over in the midst of a discussion about any given topic. So, you know, we always want to give you props for that, and uh, we appreciate that. Yes, it's yes. all good. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, again, we appreciate Brother Lynn and all that he's going to be bringing tonight. Appreciate him coming on. And um, we got we have Sister Eliana. Uh, if I can go up her line. Okay, here we go. Eric Code, all the way to Mercy, California. Let's go all the way to Mercy, California. Eric Code 209683. Sister Eliana, your line is open. How are you doing tonight, Sister? Well, I am blessed and I'm highly favored of the Most High always, and it's a pleasure to be here. And again, I um, am spiritual leader at my congregation, Beth Shalom Mashiach, right here in Merced, California. Um, 
and we're sheltering in place. I'm still trying to stay connected to to my congregation, and the Most High is really good. So I'm glad yeah, to be here yeah. tonight. Well, Brother John, uh, the chat room is open, and everybody's chat room is open if you can sign on. Uh, listen, Sister Eliana, again, thank you for, for uh, spearheading this, this topic tonight. She's going to be running with most of this. Y'all, I'm kind of going to bow, not bow out, but I'll be in the background looking at the phone lines and, and bringing on calls and so forth. Um, as far as the other panelists, uh, anybody else is supposed to be on tonight, uh, please press one. I think this is... Uh, please press one. Let's just do this because I don't want to figure out what phone number is what. It's just so many. I should know everybody's phone number by now, but some of y'all got more than one phone. So if you're going to be on the show tonight, press one quickly, quickly, quickly. So, Kelly, I want you to go ahead and take it away right now. It's brother, you, it's, it's, it's you and Brother Leonard and, of course, myself when I can share and, and uh, of course, the moderator. So once Pastor Chris log on in LSU, if he's able to come tonight, I don't know that he's going to be on tonight. We'll bring him on as well. So, uh, uh, moderate in your hand. I'll let you handle it from here. Uh, well, I simply am going to just simply uh, pass that on to Sister Eliana. I'm really anticipating what it is that she has to say. We all know that uh, from experience, those who are regulars to the show, is that she normally gives a very poignant uh, position things that necessarily were not obvious um, yes. to us at the outset. And she does very good um, background and research and, and uh, just good, good scholarship at the end of the day. So I guess it was either last week or the week before we were kind of toying with the, the, the consideration of, Hey, this is happening around the time of the Passover you know, are these things connected? And for me, I immediately was like, nah, it's, it's not connected. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was just me. And so I'm just curious to hear what Sister Eliana, Eliana has to say because, you know, she has shown herself to be well-studied uh, and always well-prepared. So um, I would like to go ahead and just put the ball into her hand, let her begin to explain to us all the particulars of what's taking place on this earth at this time, um, I'm absolutely excited to be here at this time because I know for certainty we are fast approaching the end of days as it pertains to the kingdom of man and about to come to the thousand-year millennial reign of the Messiah. <laughs> Think about it, folks. Out of all time, here we are. Everybody on this line, we just happen to be here at this time. I, I'm I'm geeked about that because um, I could have been 400 years ago or 1600 years ago, but this is it's about to come to a culmination, and I get to be a part of it. So I pray every day, and I'm thinking like Father. I was praying today. I was walking, and I was like Father. You know, you've given me this life. I give it back to you. Um, but I need you to strengthen me because it's like they go to pulling my teeth out or something like that. I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you ain't had teeth hurting, folks, <laughs> I'm here to say that that is very painful. So I know that the Spirit of God can give you strength to make it through whatever it is that they may put you through. And we can be assured that um, based on that fifth seal being cracked open, and those souls being under the altar crying out to God, how long, O Lord, holy and true, before you avenge us of those people who killed us on this earth, um, the beast system will have the ability 
to get at us. We'll get a couple of victories, but ultimately we will end up in that position because that's what God has called us to. And that's the reason why, as I've always stated, I've come to terms with life or the lack thereof on this earth. To me, death is separation from God. And so I'm already living my eternal life. It'll just be transition. I didn't mean to go off and freestyle those bars. I hope y'all got can appreciate that. But let's go ahead and get it over hey, to you, you said the separation from God. You mean to say what did you mean to say there? I know you talking about I, I said death. I just said death. True death is separation from God who's life. And so all I'm saying is that there are people who have passed on from this realm who are alive today. As a matter of fact, the scripture even stated uh, the Messiah was talking about that God is a God of the living. He's not a God of the dead. And so it lets you know that there's, there are people who have passed on from this earth and they are alive today. And then there are people who are walking this earth who are dead today. Are, okay. Quote, unquote, you make the clarity. Okay. He's clarified. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. I didn't mean, I hope I didn't confuse you, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, um, that's what death is, the separation from God, and that's the way I see it. Um, Sister Eliana, bless the peoples. Let us know what's on your mind. All right. And so I just wanted to follow up on what you said about that death and life thing. Um, the scripture says for us to live, for those of you who don't know and don't understand and are not messianic or don't have a relationship in the same way, we, we love you, and we're not. there's no judgment here, no criticism. But the scripture says, for us to live is Christ, which means that everything we do is about him, for him, and because of him. And for us to die from this passing from this realm to the next is eternal life. And so we know that we can never die. That's what the Messiah told his disciples when he walked the earth. He said if we trust in him, we will never die. But the, this physical house we live in will perish because this physical state that we're in right now does not have the capacity to be in the presence of the living God and to be in the kingdom fully functional in the kingdom. So there is a glorified body that we talk about and that's written in scripture that we hope to obtain and then ever live with him in that glorified state. So that's what our brother was, was saying so for, for those of you, when he said about death, that's just to give you the biblical understanding of how we believe and how it has been translated to us and how it was translated to Israel when, when the Messiah walked the earth. So I wanted to say, Passover 2020, this is a real significant year. And the way I see it is that we know that we came to the close of the 400 years Period, And that 400 years was something that the Most High told Abraham when he told him that he would give him the land, the land of Canaan, which originally belonged and was always to be an inheritance for the children of Shem. Um, Canaan, being uh, one of Shem's uh, nephews, sold that land years ago and lived there so long that even in the Middle East, and all over, they, it became known as the land of Canaan. But what the father told Abraham is he would re-give him that land, and it would be established as a place of righteousness 
It's really near to the Garden of Eden where that was originally placed on the earth. It is a land of promise. The Most High has his eye on that land, and he has established his kingdom and his throne on that land, the physical land. And so he's going to bring his people back. So here we are coming to the close of the 400 years. And for those of you who don't know the scripture or can't remember, the Most High spoke to Abraham and said, when he asked him, how will I know that you're going to give us this land? Are you going to bring me to this land? And the way the Most High answered him was really peculiar. After having him cut up some sacrifices and, and, and watch over them all day, the Most High came in the, in the cool of the evening with a, a lamp of incense and began to give him a vision. But how he answered him was really incredible. He never said, you'll be alive to see it, Abraham. He just said, be sure and know that your descendants will be strangers in a strange land, not necessarily slaves. And we have to get that because, you know, when I get into some of the chat rooms for some of the, you know, different Israelite groups or the Kemet, you know, all the different, we're in a lot of places right now trying to find our way. We're in the darkness trying to find our way. But there is a light. And when I'm in those chat rooms, sometimes there's a lot of arguing because, the scripture didn't say we would be slaves for 400 years. It said we would be strangers in a strange land for 400 years. And then after that, the father said he would gather us from all the places where we were scattered, and he would bring us back. He would gather us to the wilderness, and then he would bring us back into our land. So this is the message he gave Abraham. He didn't directly say, Abraham, you will live to see the day and you'll know it because of this. He just said, be sure, know for sure, know for sure, your descendants. So it was a time afar off from Abraham's day would be in uh, strangers in a strange land for 400 years. Now, we know how we've been treated here in the United States and how we've been treated all over the world because a lot of times, we in this Hebrew is a like conversation, it, it focuses a lot on the United States because the house of Judah is here in the United States largely. And this and, and when before Israel or Jacob died, he blessed all of his children and he said that all of the tribes would be gathered into Judah. Judah's gonna lead the charge. Judah's gonna lead the way. And so when this conversation comes out about the Hebrew Israelites, it's largely coming out of Judah, leading the way and giving the information, teaching, and and the rest of the tribes are coming along all over, all over the world. And that's why we have a worldwide reach, because the, the children of Israel are all over the world. And so when the Father said he would gather us from every country where we were scattered, he literally, literally means that. It's really hard for us to wrap our minds around this incredible event because we've gone through our own oppression in our day, just in our years of living in the United States of America and all over the world. We have largely seen oppression when we look at history, you know, recent history, let's say 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, 400 years, 500 years, we do see a history of oppression. So it gives us the impression that these things are far off, they're fantastic, but 
it's never it was never up to our interpretation of the time of God. It's up for us to watch the signs of the season. So what do I see? What does Sister Eliana see? I see that we came to the close of our captivity. I see that we passed through that time. I see that we turned the corner to another 10-year cycle, 2020, being the beginning of a decade. I also see that we're right at the beginning in a Passover season, and we see a worldwide pandemic or pandemic. The Father gives us the, the overview. He never tells us the details. But what we see is a situation where all of these events are lining up for our release. Now, when in 2019, we were talking about it, we were excited about it, but it's almost like, okay, okay, are we really there? So, you know, I really can't tell you the time or the day, the moment, the second, but I do know we're in the season. It is biblical. It is scriptural. The Father will back it up. We're at a pivotal time. It's no accident that we're here at Passover at the beginning of this year, at the beginning of this decade, and there is a pandemic. All the nations are being affected, and Israel is starting to come together. Israel is starting to talk to each other. Israel is starting to connect. We're starting to, like, I love the way Brother Lennox said, he's not messianic, but he doesn't try to, you know, he's, he's trying to love everybody. He's trying to get along because that's the position of Israel. All of us are connected. We're all Jacob's children. And we do have our distinctions. We have our individuality. But we are not to fight amongst ourselves. We are not to quibble over small things. The Most High is doing something incredible, and it's happening globally. And I call it, a, I'm calling this time, a, a, I'm calling it a universal onion or a global onion because it's layers upon layers of events happening in the world that are significant, but they're all happening at the same time for one purpose. And so I believe that this Passover season is pivotal. I believe that what's getting ready to happening happen is a great ingathering of our people. I know the Father is stirring us. I know that he's starting to take away our differences. I know that he's starting to bring us together to the meeting of the minds, just like the bones, the dry bones. The first thing you heard what? It was like a rattling. Then there was the bone upon bone. That's a sound. And then there was the sinew and then the, the muscle. This is what's happening. The whole house of Israel is being uh, uh, resurrected at this time. So what we need to do is be very, very prayerful. This is a time for us to really, I mean, to really be very prayerful, to really seek the face of the, of the Most High. It doesn't matter where you are, how much money you've made, how wealthy, how poor, how educated, how uneducated, if you've been in jail, if you've never been in jail, it, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, the house of Israel, those bones are coming together. We are coming together as a nation. We're being reborn. We're being resurrected. And at the same time, the powers that be know this. They've known this time. There was a worldwide clock, and I was wondering, what were they basing that on? Well, at the beginning of 2020, 
2020, this planned pandemic hit because what happened? The clock struck 12. What does that mean? The time of our release. We have made the nations wealthy. We are creating the economy for all nations. All nations have thrived severely, you know, extremely since the time of our capture and our enslavement and our mistreatment. They've all come up. If you look historically, they begin to rise and trade among themselves based on our labor. They had never been this kind of world economy before Israel was brought into captivity. And around 200 years ago or so, it took off. It jumped off, the Industrial Revolution, all of this stuff. So all of these things happened because we're here. But guess what? We're leaving, and they know we're leaving. And that means their money source, their, their base of power is going to be leaving. They're never going to find another nation to be docile and go under the whip the way Israel under the curse went under the whip. Had we not been under the curse, we never would have withstood that whip. We never would have been docile. We would have slaughtered them. But because the hand of the Most High was upon us, we had to endure that kind of chastisement. But now it's over. The time is over. And so this is what I believe we are seeing in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, the, the Father is gathering and waking up Israel and stirring a nation and bringing a nation back on the scene in a mighty way. The best is yet to come. We haven't seen anything yet. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited because this is stuff we've, we've read about, we've dreamed about. You know, we've sung about churches have sang about the power of the Most High, the great, how great is our God, all of these wonderful songs and lofty songs about our God. But it's really how he entreats his people and his, his love for his people and his covenant with his servant, Abraham, with his covenant to that man who made a difference in his age 4,000 years ago. The Most High is reacting to that covenant he made with our ancestor. So I'm excited. We're at a, a wonderful time. I do, I want to give a shout-out. I do know I have some people in my area that are friends and family that are listening in. So I want to give a shout-out, and I'd like to hear from them. If you press 1, you can, you can uh, introduce yourself, make a comment. Um, I'd love to hear your voice. And... Um, so go and ahead and press one, and, and you'll be able to come in. Yes. And I'll look for the hands, Sister But while before I look for the hands, I want to ask you a quick question. Do you think that, um, with regards to us coming out of these nations, because you know there are Israelites that know beyond the shadow that we're Israelite, and they are obedient. They do love the Most High. They just don't have the insight that some of us have, and they may be looking like I ain't going nowhere, but they don't know. Again, when we first found out we was Israel, remember back in the time when we first found out? I'm talking about you and I and, and LSU and Brother John. If somebody would have said, okay, it's time to leave, we would have been like, I don't know about leaving now. I know I'm Israel. So here, here's what here, I want to I tell you some insight I have. I want your quick opinion. Then we'll get to the phone lines. Do you think, because I think it's going to get so hard to where there won't even be a question no more. It's going to get so clear that we're not invited here. 
Just like we're dying right now, people are really thinking about this country in a whole other way right about now. Well, if this thing don't let up and people continue to die, it will just it will be a no-brainer to think we got to leave. we got to leave. Now, I know that last time we had this show, you, you were saying, well, we don't want to leave. It's not going to be leaving out of the emergency. It's going to be leaving out of being called. But the Father has his own way of how people will be leaving. I think some people know we are to leave. It's biblical we're to leave it. I'm following prophecy. While others just be trying to get away from the, yeah, you see where I'm going with this? So right now, it doesn't make, it doesn't sound, I think it just sounds fine to me. I do think that remnant is leaving. As soon as I have the wherewithal, I'm going to be one of them. It ain't even a question to me, but I already have been reading over the scriptures about a return, a return, a return. What do you think about Israelites that don't know about the return, not sure about the return, and then there are believers who love the Father, and they don't know that we're even Israel yet. So if you, if you want to answer that now, or you want to go to the phone lines now, however you want to do it, but I just think some people, I think most people hearing you, Again, not us, not Brother John, not Brother Elishua, not the uh, awakened uh, Israelites. I'm talking about most Israelites that know we're Israel. I don't think they can believe that, that, that they're going to they're gonna leave. Maybe their descendants going to leave, but damn. So address that for me. I think you know where I'm going with that. Okay, yeah, sure, no problem. And you know what I'm saying? Here, we're in COVID, we're in the COVID-19. We're being quarantined. So, I hear what you're saying, but what I'm saying is this, and what the Father, I believe, is saying is this. We, uh, last year and the year before, there was skepticism, okay, about are we really coming out. They have yeah. forced us all into quarantine. We're seeing something totally new and totally different. We're also understanding, I mean, we haven't seen it here in Merced County yet in full force, but we've heard about it. But we do know that the troops, the um, National Guard, is being stationed everywhere in the United States of America, in every state. Some, some are just now helping, like at food banks and whatever. But we do know we're in a form of martial law. They haven't called it that. Just like when Reagan was president, he never called it a depression. They kept saying the word recession, all the signs of a depression, but mm-hmm. their nuns say it, it was a depression. And But we were definitely in that point of depression. So here we are in martial law, but they're calling it quarantine and social distancing. So what I'm saying is that the Father has a way of changing our minds about a thing and getting our attention about an important matter. And this is what he's doing before this is over. Thank you, pardon. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Look what's happening right now in China. You know, in China, in the Guachin province, they are actually, they have gone door to door. And they have told the, I'm, I'm not sure the nation, I did a small Facebook clip, got kicked off a little bit, uh, couple hours ago, but I believe it's in Guachang or Guachang province. They're going door to door and giving those people from a certain country on the continent of Africa less than 24 hours to get out, get out of my property. And they are, these people are in the street. This is happening today. 
not not uh, ten years ago, and it's only getting worse. They are they are saying to these people, we don't want you. They're not serving them. They cannot buy food in a store. They cannot get basic needs. They cannot use restrooms. They're walking the streets. The, some of these people came over to work. They paid up their rent and insurance six months in advance. They brought their children. And now because of COVID-19 and this quarantine, they're saying you brought the disease, you get out. And these people are in the streets now with no resources, no help, no job, yeah. and no money. So if it gets to that level here, because we already heard Donald Trump before this say, you know, first he wants to kick out those people, the Muslims. He doesn't want the the, the, the Mexicans to come across the border. When California belongs to Mexico, okay, uh, but he doesn't want them here in this in, in the United States across the border. Um, okay, now we he it didn't get to that point where he spoke of us, but he did make some derogatory statements about our countries or the, our locations being, and I don't use profanity, but I'm going to say it on this, shithole nations. According to him, we're shit people. And he wants uh-huh. to make America great. All of this, all of this, though, is to stir Israel. We, we, the Father never told us the exact pinpoint, laser point direction of how he's going to gather us. But the nations turning up the heat against us, the nations will want us to leave. That's exactly what happened in Egypt. Those plagues and stuff Amen. came so hard, they said, get out. You know, get out mm-hmm. of here. Take your children. First, they couldn't take the children and the livestock. Just the adults, get out. We'll keep your kids. When it was over, yeah. all of you, get your stuff and get out of here. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Father, I feel like Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You were gonna go ahead. I was what you're gonna say? Like LSU, I think I think it was LSU. It may have been uh, somebody. It may not have been LSU, but I remember when we were talking about this last time. Somebody was saying it's got so bad to where they were saying we don't care, give them reparations. And I just don't feel like that is on us yet. I mean, it's not going to be a question. Right now, it is a question. You go to the average Israelite. Let's not even tell people that don't know we Israel yet. They are Israelites. African Americans are Israelites, but they don't know a lot of them yet. So let's go to the ones that are. And you say, right now, are you ready to go? I guarantee you the answer will be no. So I think, just what I think, and as a moderator, I mean, not as a moderator, but as a, just just being on the show and creating the show, I want to get those involved. And I'm looking at the phone lines. Anybody have a question, go ahead and press one. Sister Eliana said. But I just like to think about those people that listen to the show, that's going to be listening in the future, and where they're at and, and how to relate to them. And I just know where a lot of them are at. I don't think they'd be like, well, yeah, I'm ready to go. But I I believe, and I want to know what Brother Leonard thinks also, and, and, and the moderator as well, but I think it's going to get a lot worse, a whole lot worse. But I do think, like you said, this going to ignite a lot of, it's going to start it. We, we won't know everybody that's going to be moving to Israel because Israel has the, the virus itself. But I do think people are, are really looking at America like they've never looked at America. Comfortable so-called black people is really looking at this. And we're not going to be – people are going to start really listening to us more and more and more because this right here has woke up a lot of people. So I think this is going to ignite something for sure. 
I just, but I just think it's going to get a lot worse to where they'll be saying, get out, no, get out. And we must going to do something to them uh, to make them feel uncomfortable. Right now it's one one way they're doing something to us. But well, there's going to well, be a rebellion. There's going to be some murders. There's going to be something to where they're going to say, no, you get out. You get out. You know, like your feedback on that. Well said. Remember when they're already starting to say that coronavirus is hitting us. You know, P. Diddy did a town hall meeting. Hundreds of people got into that, and he gave stats that a lot more of us are dying than they're reporting. And they're trying to make this about, uh, about us, this, this coronavirus, about us. And that's come out on some of the news networks, okay? So when, just like they did with the AIDS, the AIDS epidemic, at first, you know, it was hitting a certain segment of, of, uh, of the population, gay males in San Francisco. And then before they, it was over, they spun that thing that it was black women and it came out of Africa. And I know none of those gay men were with the black women. So how in the world did you blame the disease on us when those kinds of uh, relations never happened? But the media spun it and, they, and the people believed it. And so here now they're beginning right early on. You see it happening in China. They must have put propaganda out there that it is these uh, foreigners, uh, these foreign black people that brought the virus. And so now the, the Chinese are reacting, the store owners, all of the, you know, they won't serve them. They can't even go to the hospital and be treated. They won't even let them in the hospital for basic treatment or anything. So all the media and the media has had years and years and years to, to test how they can control the masses. And all they right. have to do is keep dropping the hint. Even our governor, Gavin Newsom, for the first time in the coronavirus a few days ago, said we want to talk about COVID-19 in California as it regards to race. And the and and when and they were videotaping him and I know he had this look really funny sheepish look and I listened and so what they did was they said thirty percent Hispanic fourteen percent Asian six percent black well if we do the math on that thirty and fourteen is forty four and six makes fifty right. Am I right? That's right, that's right. So that means 50% are white. He never brought them into the, what he did is he put the suspicion on the Hispanic, the Asian, and the 6% are black. Before this is over, we're going to be 90% black that's bringing the coronavirus, or let's just say, 70% 70% black and 30% Hispanic, that's how they're going to spend this thing. When you have a level of panic that high, people are going to start reacting to us. All this is is a wake-up call for Israel. The father knows we're comfortable. He knew he was going to have yes, to do something yes, to yes. break us and get us out of our comfort zone in order for us to even entertain the possibility of being Absolutely. ready to That's where I was going with sure. my question, right there. That's where I was going with my so question. So let's get to Brother Leonard. Yeah, well, before we do, 
I would, that's, that's all I want with my question, because I know where people are, and I don't want to be out here just talking about something nobody relating to us. I want people to understand, no, this is about you right now, where you at right now. Okay, you don't believe it, I understand it, but it's about to be turn up, and when it's turn up, you will be one of those saying, I need to get up out of here, either for one way or another, the Father's going to get up, us up out of here. So, Brother Leonard, we're gonna, go ahead, uh, uh, what do you have to say, what say ye? Well, I, I have the verses, and, and what it is is that it, it's verses in the scriptures that that uh, pretty much uh, give us a, a a glimpse a glimpse of where we at as far as us being in Gavin. And uh, one of them is in uh, is Amos nine and eleven. He made he made a promise to David, and nine eleven says, "In that day will I raise up in the, this time at the end time. In, in that day will I raise up." the tabernacle of David that is fallen, and I will close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old. Well, as we speak right now, it's been now four or five years, but they've already dug up David's tabernacle. It's completely dug up. It's sitting up on the hill. They cleaned it all up, and, and you actually have Hebrew Israelites going over there to visit it. That was, that was almost four, four years ago. And so another one is, Isaiah 44, and this one, this one is, um, it started with me like 20 years ago, but it says, it's Isaiah 44, 1 through 5, yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen, thus saith the Lord that made thee, and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee, fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jezreel, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, floods upon dry ground, I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. My blessings upon thy offspring, and they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water course. One shall say, I am the Lord, I am the Lord, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord, and surname himself Israel. And that, that's happening all over the Internet. Like, like the sister was saying, that's all over the world. It's Israelites waking up they, one by one like willows by the water course. So those those two prophecies right there, which a lot of people don't know about, is profound. And pertaining to the fact that um, what's going on with the coronavirus and all that, uh, I had mentioned it before, but um, if you go back to Babylon, when, when Nebuchadnezzar and his uh, Lord of Hosts came, he had him to round up all the choice Israelites. The Smiths and the, right. the ones the skilled the skilled laborers, and they took them to Babylon to build up Babylon. No well, doubt. when you when you understand that it's ten different versions of the four beasts, it's not ten toes. It's ten different versions. We witnessing the we, we witness the transformation from the ninth to the tenth. China is the tenth. They 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 building up Africa, um, and they want us over there. They got this uh, ambassador Eric Conner going around rounding up all the so-called uh, African American spoil, but they getting they getting the skilled ones, and they're taking them to uh, they, they want they want us in Africa. So I want to read a verse that's pertaining to that because we know the most high is behind it. It's Jeremiah 29 and 14, and this is profound. It's Jeremiah 29:14 says, "And I will be found this is the last day." And I will be found of you, said the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. We see that. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, said the Lord. And I will bring you again 
into the place which I called you to be carried away. So where were we carried away from? West Coast of Africa. So he's going to take us back where he called, where we started our captivity at. And from there we go to Israel. That's what we witnessed. Very interesting, Brother Absolutely. Leonard. Absolutely. That is uh, a... Okay, Please, go ahead, go ahead brother. Sister. I'm just, Eliana. I'm just, I'm just. I, 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 I have a, I have a video. Uh, it's, it's me. Everybody on the line got to tie their shoes up, but I, it's about the coronavirus. So maybe you want, you want to play that another day or something. I don't know. And that was my brother. How John. long is that it, brother? Leonard? John interjecting. That was brother John interjecting. Well, uh, about that video, I don't have it, brother Leonard, so I can't play it uh, because I have to you have can, it. You can hear it on my, you can hear it on my line. Well, hold on a second, hold on a second, because Sister Eliana is going another direction with the show now. I'm going to let, let her call it. But on your line, it's not going to be quality enough. You may hold the phone too low, close, too far, and it's just not the bad quality. And I like to plan stuff out, because this is not about okay. the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, hold, hold on a second, hold on, hold on a second. This show right here is not about the coronavirus, because we done did like six shows straight. And we said we weren't going to talk about this week, and you didn't know that in, my, in your defense. I apologize, you didn't know this, but we said we weren't going to talk about it because we've hit it so hard. So we decided to do something completely different today. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying as well. So, uh, Sister Eliana, when you heard earlier you said Seth, that was Brother John. So, Brother John, what was you saying? Well, actually, I was, first of all, commending uh, Brother Leonard. Like I stated, he makes always makes some poignant um, observations. And um, I can appreciate it off to the point where I'm kind of like, I be wanting to get into it uh, and, and get more out of it. But, you know, it's not necessarily what we're talking about on the show. Um, there's another scripture that I, I L uh, L hit, hit on this either last week or the week before. I want to hit on this again, because if we do not understand that what took place in Egypt is a shadow a foreshadowing of what's going to go on with us, we really miss a lot <laughs> because it's like so much has happened that is directly correlating to what took place with them. And so I wanted to go to Revelations 18. Um, this is an important chapter, but I'm not going to go through the entire chapter. Number one, if you go through and read this chapter, you will come to an understanding that the land in which we now reside in is truly Babylon, the harlot, the great. Um, when you look at the merchants who have become rich from their dealings with Babylon, when you look at all the things that it talks about that Babylon peddles, when I say peddles, I mean as in uh, they're trafficking, they're doing business, and all the nations of the world are taking part in growing wealthy through Babylon. Just like Sister Eliana says, we were, he we were here 400 years ago, and we were building up these industries, tobacco, sugar, uh, cotton. That's, these industries were creating uh, business that was being taken over to England at the time. That's how they were getting their wealth. Well, the labor was all on us. That's the reason why. I'm like, we built this country. Yeah, even, even going through the Industrial Revolution, prior to that taking place, 
we were the industrial revolution. We were the machines. We were the ones who were making it happen out there day in and day out. We were the ones that were making it happen. But let me just quickly go over the scripture because I think that it's important to recognize um, the reason why they kick us out. Personally, I don't think they're going to say get out or we're going to say we want to get out. They're going to say get out because of the coronavirus or because of some given thing or whatever the case may be. This scripture says, and I heard, I'm sorry, this is Revelation 18 and 4. And I heard another voice saying, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sin and that ye receive not of her plagues. The Most High is going to judge this nation. (laughs) The apple of his eye is in this nation. And our forefathers, as well as ourselves, have done, uh, we've transgressed his law. However, his wrath will not be upon us forever, as the scriptures have stated. He will turn back towards Jacob. He will turn back towards Israel. And when he does, he's going to judge those countries, as he always has. We've seen this happen before. He's going to judge those countries, but this is going to be way different. This is going to be way different. When he pulls us out of this country, you will forget the way it went down in Egypt. This is going to be unbelievable when when it happens. And so I don't think that it's going to be the people saying, hey, leave because you brought the virus or, you know, something like that. I believe they're going to be like, uh, we cannot handle the wrath of your God. And we are going to be like, yeah, and you guys are going to catch it on the chin and we're not going to be here. Why? Because Israel was in Goshen. They had light. Egypt had darkness. They, 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 they had a couple of the plagues that they dealt with, but the harsh plagues, nah, they didn't deal with that. And so I just wanted to bring that in off of what Brother Leonard was saying, the scriptures that tell us about the in-gathering, um, and that being one. Sister Eliana, I'll put it back in your hands. Okay, and I wanted to read Romans 12 and 2, because what we have to understand about our people, we can't, first I want to, and I want to address something. A lot of times we hear the people aren't, this is what I hear, the people, the people, the people, the people if they're not connected to the Father and they're not walking in the Spirit, the people, and I'm talking about our Hebrew Israelite people, black people in America and all over the world, if they are not walking in the Spirit, they are not going to know the things of the Spirit. Yeshua told that to Nicodemus. Those that are in the Spirit, Walk according to the spirit It's like the wind You don't know where they're coming from Or where they're going We can't base this on a Come on y'all Let's all do this Okay now they're ready It's not going to work like that It's got to be they, If they're not walking in the spirit These things are spiritually discerned They have to be discerned in the spirit And a lot of our people have left God A lot of our community Have left God and they want to argue and cuss and you as this and you and, and that you know what God will deal with them, but those of us who are spiritual, we have the responsibility to cry loud and spare not and do the warning for those who are not spiritual. Those of us who know how to pray need to pray for those 
of us who do not know how to pray. And the scripture in twelve uh, Romans 12, 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. A lot of us came up through the church system and we were taught a certain way and it had nothing to do with who we really were. We were in the churches. We feel stagnant. We feel stale. We feel like something's not right. What's going on? And it's getting worse and worse. They're not really teaching the word correctly, properly for us to really have that real connection. We're trying But the scripture says, be not conformed to this world, because we will see all of these churches come under the one world church system. If we're not careful, if we want to still hold on to that hand, we're going to see that. Well, it says, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if our minds, if we're trying to teach that we're Hebrew Israelites, and our mind is still conformed to this world, and this old system of worship and not understand keeping the pagan holidays, all the pagan feast days along with trying to keep the biblical, you're going to be confused, you're going to be scared, and you will be lost, and you will miss this train. You will miss this train, and it will pass you by, and you're waiting for a sign because the Scripture tells us that a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Everything we need to know is here And the Father is giving us the spiritual discernment. And it says, again, let me read it. I didn't read the whole thing, Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world. This is talking about the church. This is talking about Israel. But be ye conformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're at the end. We don't need no more bondage in Babylon. We need to prepare ourselves because we're at the end of this thing. Those that are in darkness that are controlling the world system, they know it. The people don't know it because this is a spiritual move of God, and it has to be discerned first spiritually. And we can tell. We don't have to argue with people. This is one of those kind of things where I'll go up the road and weigh on you, bro. We don't have to worry about the opinion of people. We all know this. All of us who have come to this understanding, all the arguments and fights that we had in our own family with our own friends, but now they're saying, I need more information on what you were telling me about 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I need to know it. I have calls. People call me all the time. I just woke up. When they say that, I know what they're talking about. I just woke up to understand that I'm a Hebrew Israelite. So we don't have to argue with If you're still arguing with people and doing tit for tat, we've got to go back and find out where we're at with the Father because we, we have to give the message. The Scripture says some plant, some water, but it is the most high God that gives the increase. You're not going to win everybody on an argument. If you're spending two hours arguing with people about that the fact that they're Israelite and they're all in this bondage and everything can be discerned and, and, and seen and known, not just biblically, but through scripture, I mean, and not just scripture, but through history, through the, the writings of our own constitution and laws of this government, and you still are confused about who you are in 2020, we just need to pray for you because it's, it's evident. Yes. If I can jump in really comment, and let's keep this going because this is good. Because what I try to do as uh, whatever you call me, 
I kind of think like people that are not knuckleheads, not in the clubs, believers, love the Father. There's two people I'm concerned about, those that love the Father and are looking for his word that will be listening to this show. They're not going to listen to this show unless they're a certain kind of person. Look at the name of the show. That is not somebody that want to just be out and about, okay? These are seekers. But what sometimes we do, especially on this show, Brother LSU and I, we get into this a lot. Brother LSU is so deep. When he talk, I like to come behind him and share what it's in layman's term because he's a very knowledgeable person. If I don't do that, because what he is saying is be so profound. So this is a compliment, actually, to him. But what I would like, what I try to do with my shows is I'm not, I'm not. This is for not for those that's not serious. So all the people that's not serious, take them out of the equation. This is not for carnal Christians, take them out of the equation. This is for people that already know Israel. I'm talking to them. They're not even tuning to a show about the Passover unless they already believe Israel in most cases. But sometimes you're going to get believers that fill with the Spirit, and they're seekers. They are saying to us, I've heard it, and I'm concerned about them. Maybe your calling is not for them. I understand. You may be for the next generation. That's another thing. You know, Brother Terry and I, we kind of bump heads sometimes because Brother Terry is for more advanced people. I can tell. He like ready to go into the land because I took him to Israel. Keep in mind, I, I take people to Israel. I took people to Israel for eight years. Why? I understand us leaving. That's why I did that. So nobody's on leaving America more than I am. But I understand you're working with people and believers in, in development, and you have to be patient with them. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this. There are believers on the line right now. If I go to the, open up the line and start asking, are you ready to leave? Do you think we should leave? Most people are going to say no. Well, um, I want them to know that things are going to get so hard that their opinion is going to change. And when it changes, remember the show. Remember the tools we gave them. I want to tell the people tonight, it's going to get harder to where the Brother John just said it's going to be a no-brainer. They're going to be saying we got to go. We're going to be saying we got to go, and it will be no question. Right now, it's a question, and we sound a little cuckoo probably to some people. I want to get the cuckoo out of it. It's not that I'm trying to appease them or nothing like that. I'm just trying to let them know, oh, yeah, it does sound comical right now. But what happens if it's turned up? Well, I'm going to be thinking about uh, going. I know. That's all I'm trying to say tonight. I'm just trying to let people know it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. You said yourself just a second ago that people came to you. Once they saw, saw what time it is, they said, I'm woke now. Well, we're woke them up. Pain, tribulation. Sometimes the scriptures, I understand, and a combination. So we're going to get people that's not woke yet. And this show is going to help wake them up by letting them know, hey, it's about to get worse. That's all I'm saying. I'm just trying to be relatable to people that are obedient, not the knuckleheads, that are obedient, but just don't see it yet. That's all. No, when I said about, okay, because this wasn't about, this wasn't a personal thing about what you said, but what I'm saying is that I get into sites and I talk, sometimes I answer and I answer questions in these sites. And what I hear is a lot of people are arguing and, and fighting about little things. But what I'm really saying is this. What we're talking about is the significance of this 2020 Passover. Whether people believe or not is not for me to 
wonder about or worry about. What it is for me is to sound the alarm because even if it doesn't get worse for us as a nation, which I believe it will, I do Uh know that the Father, this is something the Father instituted 4,000 years ago before any of us alive today were living and breathing. He is working his own plan in his timetable. We just so happen to be the generation that's alive on the earth at these end-time events. We just so happen to be those people. And it's exciting because we know what's to come, and we are the people, and we've also been given the mantle to put it out. It's not Jeremiah anymore. It's not Isaiah. It's Eliana, Seth, John, Elishua. Those of us that are alive today and many others, not just us on this show, but many others, we've all been given. It's on our watch. We are the watchmen in our time. At the end of days, things we read about, that we are here now. Just like those disciples when uh, that were there born at the same time or just before the birth of the Messiah, those people were destined and designated to be the people at that time for that specific event. And they were there to witness the power of the Almighty through his disciple on the earth they also witnessed his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And after that, they went to tell the message. So we are the people. Just like in that hour, we are yeah. at this hour. So this is what we're saying uh, about this. And this Passover is very significant because it begins a, a decade, a new decade, a new era. And it also is the beginning for us as a people. Just as we said, so we, want to stay on, we want to stay on point that this is what we're talking about, the things that to come for Israel, the things to come for Israel, us as a people, having been oppressed in a strange land for 400 years, it is over. And now new things are beginning that the Father already ordained. And he's, this is his timetable, and he's on the move. And I'd like for Brother Leonard to, to speak on that uh, as well. Brother Leonard, you've been called to the podium. That sounds like a Taco Bell break if ever I if ever I heard one. Brother Leonard, you are you muted? Or are you with us? All right, good. So that means that I get to go ahead and make this cameo appearance. I got a question. That's as serious as cancer. Who could keep an average dancer? Okay, I'm sorry. That's um, Eric being my kill. It just came out of nowhere. I apologize. This is my freestyle. Okay, so, folks, there are people who I know would beg the question that says, be gathered into the land. We are supposed to be caught up with him in the air and meet him in the air at the trump of God per First Thessalonians 4 and 13. Um, I would like for us to spend a moment talking about that because that's obviously one of those areas where it's kind of like a person who's born again believer. They would say like, well, I, I get that part, but all along, as far as the gathering, all along what I've been waiting for 
is to meet him in the air and receive my glorified body. And what it is that you do as far as your riches in heaven, he's bringing that with him. I would like to have a discussion about that if we could. Just to, just to kind of pick the brains of, of the panelists. Um, and uh, before we open that particular box, uh, Brother L hit me up earlier today, and I have to admit, it was a prolific consideration. We were talking about the 144,000 because we talked about them last week. And as you all well know, in Revelation 7, there were angels who were about to bring it to the earth, and they were told, wait, do not unleash what are you about to unleash until the 144,000 are sealed in their foreheads. And so those 144,000 were sealed, 12,000 from each tribe. So L hits me up today, and he's like, why do you think they were sealed? And at first I was, you know, I had, <laughs> I had stuff to do. I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. And like, <laughs> I don't know. But then when I thought about it, 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 again, I was like, wait a minute. We, as born-again believers, we are sealed. We're sealed with the spirit of promise uh, per Ephesians 1 and 13. It says, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So we're sealed. We have the earnest, which is the down payment of the spirit. That's the reason why we are able to speak about the Spirit, flow in the Spirit, have the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, because we have the earnest, that down payment. Uh, Sister Eliana's a realtor. I'm in finance. When you have an earnest money payment, that is the down. That, is the, that means that talk is cheap. Put some money on the barrel head, and that lets me know that you're serious. Well, that's what we have in us, the Holy Spirit. We don't have, like Christ had the Spirit without measure. It's measured to us. But as you well know, when you put a down payment down, you are ultimately going to come back and make the rest of that payment and receive what it is that you put the down payment for. And so my question to everyone on the line is, what's, going to happen when you juxtapose Christ and meeting him in the air, receiving the glorified body and the gathering that Brother Leonard shot several scriptures at, I shot one scripture at, the gathering that takes Israel back to the land. I'm curious to I'm just curious where everyone is with that. Okay, well, I believe that, right. that was... Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, Sister Elena, you go ahead. I was just saying, Brother Leonard may want to go first on that one, because, I mean, just to be very point and blank, you know, keep it on the table and real, Brother Leonard don't acknowledge Christ in the New Testament. So I'm anxious to hear what he has to say about that. Then I would like to go. I mean, then Sister Eliana, of course, you can go first. And then okay. Brother Leonard. Is Brother Leonard still with us? Yeah, yeah Brother Leonard. Uh oh. Okay. Brother Lynn, well, did you well, take well, a, a meal break or what? <laughs> we, we were calling for I'm, you a minute no, I'm ago. Just, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just trying to get in where I fit in. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, as, as Brother Seth stated, we understand that you um, are non-Messianic. And to be honest, exactly how that works, I don't know. But what are your thoughts as it pertains to 
the meeting the Messiah in the air. What are your thoughts? Well, well, uh, well, well I, when you when you say when you were saying that, immediately what came to my mind was uh, Malachi chapter four, which is the last chapter of the Old Testament, and it says, "For behold, a day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up," said the Lord of hosts, "that it shall leave them neither root nor branch." But unto unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and go up as calves in the stall, and ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I do this, said the Lord. Remember ye the laws of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him at Horeb, for all Israel with statutes and judgments. Now this is what I, this is the point. Five. Behold, I will send you Elijah. This is why Elijah didn't die. The prophet, before the coming of the uh, great and dreadful day of the Lord, this is what he's going to do. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers, that's Ezekiel 37, back to the children, that's us that are alive, and, uh, and, and their fathers, unless I come and smite the earth. This so, should be interesting. So let me ask you a question, Brother Leonard. <laughs> be- Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Now, for all of us who are messianic, we know that that coming of quote unquote Elijah was John the Baptist, because uh, that's what the Messiah stated. Now, obviously, you don't believe that, and that's cool. We're with you. Um, my question right. is, is that when you say that Elijah did not die, um, he obviously was caught up in the world in the whirlwind. Um, right. As the chariots of God separated him from Elisha, uh, right. Where do you think he went? He, he went up to uh, to the heavens. Now let me ask you another heaven. question because he, Elijah, at that time, he bore uh, flesh and blood. If he went to the heavens, how could he possibly be there, flesh and blood, in the uh, in the uh, presence of a holy God, and the final sacrifice had not been given yet. Just curious. Well, keep well, in mind. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Leonard. Well, it's it's uh, it's actually it's levels to heaven. It's it's, it's, it's levels it's why, to that's heaven. Why it's seven, yeah, that's why that's why seven archangels. You got seven. You got the first heaven, seven second heaven. You got seven levels. Then you got the heavens okay. of heaven. You got seven heavens. Then you got the heavens of heaven where the Most High dwells, and it's and it's okay. different so things going on. Which on one each did? One. Which one did Elijah go to? Well, if you, you go to the Book of Enoch, he went to the Paradise. Paradise is one of is on one of those levels. And well, so, so when, he, when he says that when he says that when he says that Moses died, he said Moses was uh-huh. gathered unto his fathers. That's where that's where they going. And and wow. um, Abraham died. He was gathered unto his fathers. And Enoch tells you it's chambers. Now keep in mind I, I only ask these questions from a standpoint of that is the vast yeah, the vast difference between our platforms. Because right. for anyone who's pretty much well read uh would know and again, I'm not, I'm not referring to the uh just the old testament uh and the apocryphal books. 
I'm referring to right. like the New Testament, which I'm sure you probably read that as well. But when Christ was on the cross in between the two thieves, and the one thief railed on him, saying, like, if you, if you be the Messiah, get down off this cross and bring us down with you. And the other thief said, look, we up here because we actually stole something. We did something. He's not up here for anything that he did. And he said to the Messiah, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. And the Messiah said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, everyone knows where the Messiah went. Obviously, this is not what you embrace or espouse. But Christ said, today you'll be with me in paradise. That day, Christ went into the belly of the earth, as did Jonah, into the belly of the well. And he was there for three days. So paradise paradise was in the belly of the earth. However, when you get to Revelation, paradise is no longer in the belly of the earth because the tree of life is in paradise. I want to say Revelation 22, maybe. And that's where it's at. So I guess what I'm trying to do is to juxtapose your theology with, you know, the way that we see things and hopefully we can gain some clarity uh, with what it is that you're saying, because uh, if you're saying that paradise is one of the seven heavens or one of the seven heavens, well, to us, paradise is on one one of the seven heavens. On one. Yeah, it's located on one. It's not actually one of them. It's It's located on one of them. So when a person dies, let's say a person who is a believer, when they die, where do they end up in your eyes? Well, if, they, if, they, if they're Israelite, they, they end up in, uh, in heaven. Okay. Because, so first Based of all, on the fact that they're – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brother Leonard. So, so we, the, giants, the giants and the spirit that was in the giants didn't come from heaven. So when the, so when okay. the giant died, that spirit is bound on the earth. That's how we got wicked spirits on the earth. So everybody ain't didn't everybody didn't originate from the Most High, but the okay. Israelite so Adam descended okay. did. So when they go, that's the, one of the purposes of the angels, the seven angels. They are gathering okay. up the, the souls of the, of, the, of the people if of the Israelites. If I can, y'all, if I can, because we got off. This is so juicy, but this is only going to be juicy to mature people. Okay, again, we got. Okay. So. I, I, I promise I want to hear this. <laughs> me personally, but I don't want to be selfish right now. Well, well, well I want to say So listen, let me say this. Let me say this because y'all got off just a little bit. Not bad, but we still. Okay. Brother John asked the question about the return and, and, and people thinking they're going the, the so-called rapture and so forth. And I want to answer this question. We just off. Just I retract that question. <laughs> Well, just, like I said, I, I'm just playing sad. It is juicy. It is, but I do want to hear Brother Leonard's uh, information. Yeah, but, I, know, I, I do want, want to shine light on something. Okay, let, let's let's let Brother Leonard shine this last light, and then we'll get to the 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 catching up in the in the air with the Messiah, getting your glorified body juxtaposed with the gathering of Israel, physical Israel, going into the land. Brother Leonard, we're, let's let's get that light. Yeah, I I had read in, in Malachi chapter four, and he says he tell, he tell, in verse three he says, and you shall tread down the wicked, and they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that thou shalt do this. So he, he's talking to our he's not talking to us, he's talking to our forefathers. So we say, what are you talking about? When you go to when you go to Ezekiel thirty seven, right quick. Hold on one second, brother Leonard. Oh, not not okay. 37, but Joel. Joel, oh, okay. 37 so, is 
Hold on. What's everyone talking about? Okay. Uh, if you if you could on that on um, Malachi four and three, and ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. So you said right. He was speaking to our forefathers and yeah, not. I want to show it to him. Okay. Yeah, so I, want, I, want show, I want to show it to you. It, we're in Ezekiel thirty-seven. No, I mean uh, uh, we can. Uh, we know that he's going to resurrect the army in Ezekiel 37, but I want to show you the army in, in Joel chapter 2. Got you. Go ahead. So it says, Blow your trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain, like all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, the same day in Malachi, mm-hmm. uh, the, a night at hand, a day of darkness, of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountain, a great people, strong, there has not like uh, ever been the like, neither shall there be any more after, even the day mm-hmm. of many a uh, generation. This is the army. That's in Ezekiel 37, okay. our forefathers. A okay. fire devoured before them. Look at this. A fire devoured before them, and behind them a uh, uh, the flame burning. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. So that's ashes under their feet. They're burning up everything that they come across. So he, he promised that he's going to resurrect them in Ezekiel 37. This the army. This is who okay. is going to deliver us. This is who is going to okay. deliver us. So, so you go to you so my, verse seven. It says they shall okay. run like they sh- they shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the walls like men of war. They shall march everyone on his way, and they shall not break their ranks. Neither shall one thrust another through. Look at this. They shall walk everyone in his path, and when they are fall upon a sword, they shall not die, because they just been resurrected. They got immortal bodies. That's who going to deliver right. us. Right. Yeah. So my question then, uh, Brother Leonard, is those are the persons who've already passed on. The Messiah. Right. Uh, do, do you are, are you in agreement that the Messiah comes back to the earth or no? I, I, the I, day I, of, I think the day of the Lord. Now. <laughs> what? What, what's John, the day of the Lord? John, then? Brother John. Brother John. Yeah. Brother John. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Out of respect for what Sister Eliana is trying to present, y'all getting way off them. Them, them, very serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, I was, I was, I was, wait, wait, no, this is spot on. This is the day of the Lord. This is actually consistent with the question. If you don't mind me uh, bucking up against the powers that be, brother, <laughs> the fact is that the day of the Lord, that is the day that we're talking about. And so when that seventh trump sounds, and in a twinkling of an eye, we'll meet him in the air, I'm like, hey, is that not what, what we're talking about? There's that army in, in Ezekiel 30, in Joel 2, I think it's talking about oppressors because it talks about them doing harm, them destroying what? good things. They're not a righteous people that's going to deliver us. So what I'm saying is that is if I, if I go God. to comment that's... on that, if I go to comment on that, you go to comment on that, we're way off topic is what I'm trying to say. Let's let Sister Eliana make the comment because what I'm going to do is I want her to make the call. She want to con- y'all continue, y'all continue. I'm not, I, I'll wave my answer to you about uh, returning. I'll, I'll wave that time. I won't comment on your question about uh, what's going to happen when we return and the rapture. I won't answer that for time's sake. I'm going to let Sister Eliana, uh, let's let her make the call as to whether or not y'all can, can continue, but I'm not going to make, I'm not going to comment on your question because of time's sake. Sister Eliana, did you, uh, can you go in and comment as to what's going on here, what you want to get done, and I will waive my right to comment on jo- John's question for time's sake. 
Absolutely. You know what? I'd like I got a text from uh Fred Arthur and I would I would like he 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 made a comment to me and I asked him to share it, but he didn't feel like it was in his place because of the platform and I said, No, it's an open platform. So Fred if you don't mind from New Jersey just uh, putting number one, I'd like for you to interject the very uh, text that you sent to me as just way of clarification because we're doing these shows. They're going to be listened to in the archive. They are being listened to live, but people are going to come along the way, and these are these are going to be points of understanding and education. So everybody's input is really important. If you don't mind um, putting uh, pressing number one and just, sharing what you shared with me. Okay. Now, I don't know what's going on here. There's a 774-264 hand that was up first, and then we got an 856982 hand that just went up. So I don't know who's Fred and who's not, but 774 was okay. in first. So let's get that out of respect for 774-264. Yeah. Let's go in first. Hopefully it's Fred because it's now we need to honor this person whose hand is up. And I apologize. I didn't see your hand, but True. Uh, it's The 865 Yes, sir. I'm, I'm here. Okay, Erica, 774-264, who am I speaking with? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go right ahead. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to interject. Uh, I kind of was enjoying Okay, the, can you just uh, your name and the, your city, please, first? Your name and your city, please. Oh, yeah, this is this is Kevin. I'm calling from Charlotte. Um, okay, Kevin. Okay, we thought you were afraid. Yes, Charlotte, sir, Charlotte, ahead, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, Bruce, go yes, ahead. I was, just, I was just saying that um, I was listening because um, we were talking, you all were talking about, you know, the end time, and then the conversation kind of shifted. And so I was just going to say if we can kind of, instead of jumping around, maybe just everybody kind of focus on, I, you know, and I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but just focus on, you know, maybe the end time and that, you know, that flow of narrative and where we're at as far as leaving and uh, versus staying and, you know, those type of things. Okay. All right, well, I appreciate your feedback on that. I appreciate your feedback because a lot of people are tuning in to, on a particular topic, and I appreciate that. Do you have anything else to say before we get to the next caller? Um, yeah, well, one other thing. Um, I guess I, 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 I notice um, that, you know, whenever everybody else speaks, you know, they're allowed to kind of, you know, say what they have to say. And But when Brother Leonard makes a comment, he's kind of getting cut off. So I just wanted to say if you can just allow him to, you know, say his piece and just kind of, you know, let that. No, be. Kevin, we ain't doing that this time. <laughs> that, that's all I'm asking because everyone oh, else. Gets no, to, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with Kevin. They get un, uninterrupted. Okay, you know, you know, let's let's all to the side. I'll you right now. You, 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 you follow Brother Leonard. That's fine. Not a problem. You, you, y'all give up together. But in fairness to Brother Leonard, uh, Brother Leonard was to comment on Brother John's question, and it's, he's been going quite a bit. And uh, we've been letting this go, and it is a little bit off topic, but it's good stuff. All this is really, really good stuff. Personally, I would like to stay on this one, but I just know how people are. They're going to tune into the show to listen to a particular thing, and they not probably understand nothing they're saying. And I'm sensitive to the people. I'm sensitive to the people. Nothing else. Not my right. friends. Nothing I, else. I, so, okay, I respect so, Kevin, you know, everybody. I'm going to go to the next caller, but Brother Leonard is getting, uh, trust me, his fair share. Seeing this is the Eliana supposed to be one leading out, he is getting his fair share, okay? Yes, sir. And, and, and I respect everybody's opinion. Right, and right, everybody. Brother, I, I was just going to say. And, 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 go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead, please. No, no I was just going to say, you know, I'm listening to the, I like the different, the dialogue and everybody getting to kind of put their input in. I kind of like that flow. And so I was just saying, you know, 
just from that standpoint, you know, that's all. I understand. I understand. It's not like before Brother Leonard was the main person. He's supposed to be. It's not like that. He's more like we were supposed to answer the question what Brother John had, and he did that. And Brother John kind of engaged. They kind of got off. They were doing good. Brother Leonard ain't doing it wrong. It's just that I don't want you. I don't want you to think that he's not being treated right or anything. Okay. So I'm gonna go to right. call. Appreciate your your comment. Okay. Eric code eight five six net, and I really appreciate what Brother Kevin said. I really meant that, y'all. I appreciate him wanting uh, us to stay on topic. Uh, eight five six nine eight. Two, uh, your line is now open. Go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your name and city. Name and city, please. Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Fred Arthur in New Jersey. Can you hear me okay? Welcome, Fred. How you doing, brother? What up, Fred? I'm doing fantastic. Hi, hey, John. Fred. Hey, Ceciliana. Um, First of all, I, I would like to just say um, that um, spiritually, um, I have been stoked listening to this call. Um, this is my first time being to meet to meet Sister Eliana recently through business, and she uh, she and then introduced me to Brother John, and we had a conversation the other night, and he invited me on, and um, I just feel blessed and 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 privileged to be on here, and I'm learning so much, um, so thank you for allowing me to be uh, part of the call tonight. Um, the the comment, I mean, there's so much so much information okay. that, that's going on. Um, the comment that I made. Um, I said this to the Eliana. I said this is one of the reasons that Christians have not made the connection that they are Hebrew Israelites, you know, and they struggle because they don't realize it's one and the same. And so there are a lot of passionate Christian believers that don't understand that they are Hebrew Israelites. And so um, they may be shying away from it because they haven't had an opportunity to have a conversation with a Hebrew Israelite, um, to help them understand, you know, who they who they really are. You know, as I'm listening to this call, you know, all of the references that are going on with scripture, um, I'm wondering, you know, you know, how we make how we take advantage of this season, this time that we're in where where, you know, more, you know, believers are at home and and, and they have been shaken and their attention uh has been drawn away from things that they normally do work and and, and the gym and shopping and all the other things that we do that distract us from, from the love of God. But here's an opportunity for them to really begin to make the connection of what it means to be Hebrew Israelite and get some of the history and understand. And so as I was listening to this call tonight and Sister Eliana had begun to talk about, you know, um, how the times have got, are getting our attention. I know we kind of got away from that, but I'm wondering, you know, hopefully that there will be calls in the future that go on that um, a, a, a Christian who has not made the connection will be able to get on and, and really be able to embrace and become part of, of the movement, you know, because when you talk about us leaving here and being forced, and, and I know you know we're not talking about the virus tonight, but when 50% of, of all, all of the people who, um, who have the virus are, you know, are, are black and, you know, the numbers are so high for us, it's important that we do understand that, you know, within our own people, we have alternatives, we have expertise, we have self-sufficiency that's built in and, and going somewhere with it. Where are we going? You know, so when you say we're going to be leaving, you know, where are we going? You know, those people need to know first who they are and then how they become a part of the movement. So they're not, so they're not spiritually dead and spiritually sleeping, you know, as God begins to re- reveal these things. And, and I'm a novice, so I, I, I'm really, I'm really on here to study, and I just appreciate an opportunity to, to speak. And that's all I was saying. So thank you. 
Well, thank you. That was so powerful, and 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 that speaks to what I was saying about you know there's there are people that the father is waking up, and they are just waking up. I mean, within themselves, they have not been in contact with any Hebrew Israelite group, but they they're resonating with the scriptures. The Most High is visiting them. The angels of the Most High are waking them up, and and they're and now is the time. Like like um, Fred was saying, they need to be gathered into what the father is doing because we are leaving here and it's not about I got a good house and a mortgage and I got my good job and I'm I'm fixed and this economy is going to get better and we're going to roll again it's a little bit more than that this is a spiritual move again this is a prophetic move and it is the hand of the almighty that's doing it again like I said 4,000 years ago he spoke to our father Abraham we knew nothing of this culture or this situation. Even in our own lifetimes, everybody over on this call that is over 50 years old, we know that America in the, the last 50 years has changed drastically from the America it was when we were 10 years old. In 40 years, the whole nation True. has transformed, changed, it's become something else. Even when you look at the news, the newscasters, if you can go find any, you know, Walter Cronkite, any old clip of the news, the newscasters, the men and women who did the news, you could see their physical flaws. You could see they were human. Today, everyone is so perfect. People, you know, in the entertainment industry and in the news, it's all about the look. And so people are having their teeth taken out. They're getting implants. They're, they're getting um, surgery. And we, I mentioned this a little bit last broadcast about the fake, it's not just our women, it's not just the Hebrew women, it's all the women, it's everyone, it's every nationality, everybody's getting the same genetic, gener- I'm not genetic, I'm sorry, generic look. It doesn't matter what their, 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 their nationality, their color, everyone is starting to look alike, and they want everyone to look alike, they want everyone to conform. So we can see that this Babylonian system has changed in 40 years. Now, my parents Born in the 40s, this thing has changed even from when they were kids. My parents grew up, were born into Jim Crow, and they thought, I mean, my father was almost, well, he was lynched, but he didn't, he didn't die. They did string him up, but the rope broke. Had that rope not broke, I wouldn't be here today. So my father grew up in a time where he was deathly afraid of white people. And today we can be on par, we can work with them, talk with them, you know, get the same degrees, work in the same companies, things have changed drastically. And it's because of Babylon, and it's going to change even more. Now all those people who believed in the white supremacy that felt like they had privileges, they're, start, they're starting to find out they don't matter. They don't matter anymore. This is a new system. It's not the Constitution anymore. They have no constitutional rights. There is no Constitution of the United States of America anymore. It's the Constitution of the United Nations. They have changed the, the, the laws, the rules, everything. So this thing is evolving into the beast that it is. It was a chameleon beast. It is re, it's revealing itself. No one is important. It doesn't matter who they are. But one thing is important, why God has not left this whole earth system and let this thing implode is because of us, because of the Hebrew Israelites. This whole, the, the, the nations are being shaken. Because of us, and the father said he would do it, 
And so I'm just letting us know, and all of those that are listening now and will listen, and those of you who are listening now in the archives, you're going to understand that this whole movement is about the people of the Most High, the Hebrew Israelites that he's bringing out of the nations to restore them, us in our land at a future date. We, don't, we can't give you a day in time. We can't say in six months we're all gathered out of here. But we are at the very beginning. It's just like when a child is conceived in the womb, it begins to grow. And yet there is time before it is ready to actually come forth. So we are at the beginning of a great move. And there are two things I wanted to mention what Brother John said. Okay, the rapture. So we were speaking to John's question was pointed. We're talking about the in-gathering, Passover being significant, and us coming out. And then there has been the teaching in the church about the other event, about the catching away in the heavens. Well, I believe that these things, there's a, they, they're coming in their time. One doesn't supersede the other, and one doesn't nullify the other. They're coming in their time. What has never been taught in the church correctly is what the Father is going to do with Israel. They've skipped over that whole conversation. Even when we talk about the Battle of Armageddon, that is a mistranslated word. That word is the battle at Har Megiddo. Har is mountain in, in Hebrew. Megiddo is that valley. So the battle is the battle of Har Megiddo, and that's where the, uh, the, the, the scripture says all these nations are going to come up to fight. And, and then the Messiah is going to come. And he's going to deal with these nations, and he's going to he's going to fight the battle. All and he says I'm going to. He said, and then the father says, I will gather all the nations there and plead with them because they did two things. If you hear any conventional Christian pastor teach about that battle, they say because you parted my land, and that's why they want to be with the peace talks and and, and all of this stuff. But that is not what the scripture stops at. It says two things. You parted my land and you scattered my people. It is about Can I come in? Yes, no, go ahead. Second, Brother Leonard. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, well you, have, you go back to the Garden of Eden. When Adam was in the Garden of Eden and it was time for him to go, the Bible tells you he had to drive him out. Adam didn't want to leave. Well, when abomination and desolation took place during the time of the Greeks, the Israelites didn't want to leave. So he sent the Greeks. The, the most ruthless, ruthless of all people, warlike people, they drove them out. Well, we over here. We've been brought over here. Now the Israelites got comfortable over here. What we're witnessing is the most high driving us out. We're not, we don't, we, there's so Absolutely. many Israelites saying they won't go. They believe that this, they country, because our forefathers built it, and they're thinking that this is this where they're going to be at. So what we're witnessing is the stuff that's coming on on, on America now is to drive us out of here. Absolutely. Right. I believe that, go. Brother Lenny. I'm with you on that. I agree with that, too. Go ahead. Somebody has another comment. Um, I'm not sure if anyone did. Oh, okay. I, I, I agree. I agree. And I think that's why I was saying we're, gonna, we're, we're waking up because the scripture says, Awake, O Zion. So Zion is waking up. Zion is waking up, and we're still lethargic. You know how it is when you've been sleeping good and deep? And you wake up. You're not at your full senses are not upon you yet. 
You could you might be waking up to go to the bathroom and what do you do? You stub your toe, you bump your head, you hit the wall. Because you're not right. fully awake. You're you're lethargic. You're still kind of coming getting your bearings. Well, that's what's happening right now in Israel. That's why I always say we have to be gentle with each other. We have to be kind. Curse, you know, and I'm only speaking to what what goes on with some of the camps in like New York, Chicago, L.A., where they're cursing the people out, telling them stupid. You know, going through all this in some of these um, sites where they're just putting each other down. We have to stop that. We have to understand we're all waking up. Some are more awake than the others. You know, when, when I had my three grandkids living here, my youngest grandchild was at the time he was five, he would he would get up before his sisters who were older. And when I would get up and I knew he was getting up around six, so I knew I had to get in there and put his breakfast together and because he was gonna be looking for it. He would get up, he knew how to use the computer and everything and he would sit up and wait quietly. But I was up and then he would say, good morning, Grandma, and I'd go in the kitchen, start fixing his food. I, I knew what to do. And so he could activate what he was going to do. He had his little device in his hand. Then the other, the other girls would get up. One would get up, go to the bathroom with her cell phone in her hand. The other one would sleep hard till 12 and want to get up and just eat. So what I'm, I'm using that to say how we are waking up. Some of us are waking up. We're alert. We're ready. We're ready to start the day. We're ready to start the journey. Some of us are waking up and we're still distracted, but we're awake. And some of us are just sleeping. We're going to get every bit. We're going we're gonna to lay into this thing and get everything America owes us before we get up. But we're all going to have to get up and wake up and get activated. And the job of that is the spirit of the most high. He's using the teachers, those of us who understand and we have a responsibility to deliver. Just like what I did was I would get up, and when I would make his food, I knew that first little bowl of cereal was not enough for him. I had to make a full breakfast because the late sleeper, she can eat like a horse, and she's skinny as a rail. She's not going to want a bowl of cereal. She's going to want everything. And, we, you know, we don't eat pork, but I had to throw down, make a good hearty breakfast for her because she was going to wake up wanting it. So I made it for everyone, and it was ready. Once I did my job, then I could go about the day doing other things. They would come in. They knew how to take take it from there, but the, the, the meal was laid for them. So that's what we're doing. We're laying it out. We're letting um, our people know you're the Hebrew Israelites. There's still people questioning why this, why that, why are we mis- being mistreated, why are we the back, why can't we get ahead, what we got to do is do an economic plan. We always hear this in other areas where people really don't know who they are. Why, you know, black people have got to get together. We've gotten together. There was Black Wall Street. We've been getting together and trying to con- um, better our condition in this country as a collective for a long time, for at least 200 True. and some odd years. True. And we have been re- railroaded and derailed by the powers that be because it really wasn't time for our deliverance. It wasn't time for us to really rise up. But now is the now is the season this is the hour. This is the moment. Just like I love what uh, what uh, Fred Arthur said, we have resources among us that are highly skilled. We have executives, CEOs. We have uh, skilled surgeons, uh, doctors, nurses, lawyers. We've got financial professionals. We've got you know realtors. We've got builders. We've got laborers. We've got customer service. We've got skilled Hebrews now. So what's happening is. In all these, across all these industries, 
We have been perfected in Babylon, in our time of our uh, being caught up and, and captured away. And now when we come in, we will know how to run a nation. We will know how to start a financial institution. We will know how to start schools. We've got professionals, professors, True. teachers on every level from, from preschool to university. So the Father has allowed us to gain, and he's harnessing our skills while we're still here, but he's also waking us up so we can get a vision, so we can understand we're not going to all be awake at the same level at the same time. But at some point in this day, in this day of our deliverance, in this day of our uh, coming out and being aware, we are going to be fully awake and we're going to be ready to move. And if we do our job that has been given to us, we will, our people will be ready when the Most High sounds the trumpet and the angels begin to gather them. We will be ready to go. And that is our job. That's what I feel we need to leave in this message again. We're coming to the close of the broadcast, but the Passover 2020 and what's ahead for the Hebrew Israelites all over the world, it is that we wake up. It is that we gather ourselves together. It is what we start learning. You know, uh, like Fred said, he's very intelligent. He's, he's a financial uh, person. He deals with large accounts, I mean large money, but yet in all of that professionalism, the father is bringing him to where he needs to be to take his place as a leader in Israel because we are coming out of here and we need people who have their minds right, who are, have their heads screwed on straight, who understand what this is about and take a mature, uh, responsible uh, a role and say, we're ready. Though we're going to have the babies coming and we're going to have those that we have to carry. That's okay. Because that job for us to get them ready is the Father's, as long as we set the table that he has given us, as long as we give out what he's giving us, they will be ready. And the Father has assured it because there's nothing that we can do. It's not Eliana's movement. It's not Seth's movement. Five smooth stones is not Seth's movement. The Most High had a vessel that was willing, and he heard from the Most High, and he, his spirit was pricked. And, and the father gave him a vision, and he said five smooth stones, and he went to execute. Before I ever met you guys, you were the five smooth stones. And, but the father set the preparation table so I could come along. So others are coming. And that's the way the father works because we're all yeah, coming yeah. out together, no matter yeah. what our differences are, whether we're messianic, non-messianic, whether we – we uh, believe, you know, this or that, whether we're Christian, whether we're filled with the Spirit, not filled. The Father is bringing us all out. He's going to gather us to the wilderness. He said already he's going to perfect us there. He's going to give us a new language there. He's going to give us a new heart there. And then, as Brother Leonard said, he's going to take us into our land. We're not going in the land raggedy because right now we're not ready, but we will be ready. And we will walk in as a united, um, as a united nation, not the United Nations, as a united (laughs) nation of people ready to take over what has been built up for us. Because they're over there building it up for us, our houses, everything. We're just going to go in 
and be installed in place and execute. And that's what he's doing for us. So I want everybody to be encouraged tonight. And I hope that we have said things. I hope that this open discussion and dialogue, though it went a little bit off, I hope that it's been fruitful. And I, and I, and I do hope we continue to get this knowledge because we're at a critical time now. It's no more, you know, a movement of black people trying to get our community together. This is the, this is the move of the most high. It supersedes any of us. We're just privileged to be here, to be installed at this time, for such a time as this. We're the Esters. We're here for such a time as this. If I may, we have two minutes remaining, and so what we're going to do is likely go over just a little bit. So what I'd like everyone to do, if you have uh, come to the show by way of a link, you're going to need to call in 914 Two zero five 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 nine zero. If you want to continue on with us, we won't be on that long, but we do want to get a, a couple of parting words in. Again, if you signed on by way of the link, you will not be able to move past the 10 p.m. Central Standard Time mark. You will need to call 914 Um Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Sister Eliana, that was great. <laughs> yeah, if I could come you in know, quickly. Yeah, uh, on, please. Yeah, on, go ahead. On, on, go ahead. on that great comment, yeah, that was very good. And I hope everybody heard that. Remember, you can re- you can re- uh, re- rewind these shows. These shows are recorded. Everybody, these shows are recorded, which means when we go off, you can still listen to it again. Uh, very good, very good. I made that. I might add. I want to just remind everybody there were two shows. I don't know if Sister Eliana was on either one. I think she was on both of them. But we did cover on, uh, if y'all go to Five Smooth Song, uh, excuse me, if you Google Blog Talk Radio Five Smooth Song and just simply say uh, African Americans Return, there's two shows where we actually had a brother on from Israel talking about African Americans returning to Israel, what they was doing with them, dual citizenships, passports. And then we did another show where we actually had a brother on from Ghana, I think CLN was on that one, talking about how some people are first returning to others, other countries like Belize, Ghana. They just want to get out of America. Now, keep in mind, like Cecilia said, we're waking up in different levels. Some people are running because of the pain. Some people are running because they, the, the, the father told them. But the father's getting us uh, ready, and some people are already gone. Uh, go, I've been to Israel many times, and like I said, I take people. And you'd be surprised when people is in Israel, African-Americans, left a long time ago. And I think they went ahead of schedule. And at first I thought, oh, y'all shouldn't be here. But I realized when we go, we got to have some eyes, some eyes and ears. So, folks, this is very real. Like I said earlier, I don't think people get it until it start looking like, oh, my God, this really isn't home like I thought. And I think the the brother, what's his name, Cecilia, the, the, your guest of the gentleman that called? Brother Fred. Brother Fred was Fred. very practical. I, I was very practical in some of the things he was saying. I, I could hear in his voice. You know, people saying, where, where are we going to go? People are very intelligent. They're going to want to know where we're going to go, how, what they – well, this show is just wetting your tongue. These other two shows was only wetting your tongue, but they was wetting your tongue in a different way. What one show didn't get, the other one got. Again, we've done several shows on the return of Israel, the return of uh, African-American Israel. 
to their land. And like I said, uh, the only I think was on both of these shows, but Dr. Khosrow Ben Yehuda is one of the top guys in Demona. He was on one of the shows talking about the return. This is real. This ain't fake. Okay, y'all may not, some of y'all may not believe it because you're waking up slowly, but just know it's going to get rough. It's going to get hard in America, and it doesn't mean you can't have peace in the midst of the storm if you, if, if you, if you ride with the Father and his Messiah in that Holy Spirit more than anything. Uh, that leads us day by day. It, it may sound a little bit out there, but we are right on point. Everything you heard is very biblical. It's going to happen. It's going to get worse. I think more of us are going to die. I know they're saying it's going to taper off, but I, I don't. I think this is the start of the big return. That's my personal belief. That's what the Seth talking. So just know, again, if you go to Blog Talk Radio, excuse me, if you Google Blog Talk, Blog Talk Radio Five Foot Stone, and just go to the show we did on uh, March the 14th and March the 7th, March the 7th, and March the 14th, 2018, because you got 44 pages worth of shows. So I'm letting y'all know how you don't have to go through all 44 pages. Simply Google Blog Talk Radio. Five Stone, Return of African American. The first two results, those are the shows. Go ahead, Brother uh, John, back in. Well, I just wanted to point out that what Sister Eliana stated, it's in the scripture, that being that it's, it's just like it took place when Israel was going into Canaan land. They would literally go in, put the foot down, and then they would just go in and move into people's houses and be like, oh, this looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is a duplex? Oh, man, me and my brother? Oh, right. check this out. They would just move into they would just move into the city. I mean, literally, it's like, they're like, oh, this is a nice base. And Proverbs and Ecclesiastes speaks about a man who works so, so hard, but his work is such that it's left to the person that pleases God. And so he puts in all this work. They're building up. They're getting everything, aqueducts and, and all this going on over there. It's for us. Why? Because we've already gone through the wrath of the Most High, and now he's turning back to Israel. And so I really like what you said, Sister Eliana. That's the reason why I was saying, like, you know, that was really good um, because it's, absolute scripture we will be literally able to choose what we want when we walk into that place uh brother leonard hold up brother kevin first of all i apologize if i if I, brother leonard has bec- become such a normal um personality on the show i feel comfortable interrupting brother leonard <laughs> i'm just saying but but at the same time i don't take offense when brother leonard jumps in and I'm speaking, but um, I absolutely appreciate the dialogue. Some of some of your uh, thoughts, especially the scriptures, are just on point. It's just that when I see something that is uh, contrary to what I've always seen or understood, I just ask the question. It's not that I'm saying it's right or wrong. I'm just asking the question, like, how can you say this if this? And that's what me and my boys have always done, 30 years strong. How can this be if this? And we just go through the scriptures. But Seth always stops and he's like, get back, get back on point. Get back on point. Yep. Uh, yep. But with that being said, um, Brother Leonard, if there's anything you'd like to comment, parting words, by all means, you can step up and do that. Well, well, the scriptures tell us that the, that the creator, he changes not. And so with that being said, um, when we left Babylon, it was three migrations. Zerubbabel and jo- Joshua came out first, 
Then Nehemiah came after him. Then Ezra mm-hmm. came. Mm-hmm. This captivity right here in America, we was brought over here on slave ship. That was the first migration. The second one was we migrated from the south to the north because of the because of the jobs. All the all the whites went to the World War One, and we migrated to the to the uh, north. Now we mm-hmm. in our final migration. That's that's the one that we're witnessing right now. Getting ready to leave. See, that's the type of stuff I'll be talking about. That's poignant observation. Um, and again, I don't say like something contrary to it. It's just that I've never heard that before, but that's a fine observation, um, something to be researched. Thanks, Brother Leonard. Good looking out. Um, so, Brother Seth, I'm going to put the show back into your hands for you to close it out. You can, if, Sister Eliana, if you have any parting words, by all means. Um, do that. Yes. Uh, Brother Fred Arthur, we absolutely are glad that you made it to the show. Um, we kick it like this every Tuesday. <laughs> every Tuesday. Um, and so we hope that you'll be a regular and we can kind of break bread, so to speak. Sister Eliana, you were saying? Yes, I, here are my parting words. I'm going to read Psalm 23rd. And I'm going to read it in the King James Version. I'm not going to, for all the Hebrew lights out there, forgive me. I'm not going to change the, the name. I'm just going to read it the way it is written, uh, the okay, way I'm hold, seeing hold, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think this is an international hand. I think it's a private okay. number most of the time. Go ahead. Take the call. Let's do this because I yeah. want to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, the, per- the private caller who raised your hand just now, uh, please go ahead and make your question uh, pretty quickly. I'd like to know your city and your name, please. The private caller with your hand up right now, someone who had your hand up. Hello? Okay. We can't give them too many time- chances, okay? I gave Three chances. Go ahead, Cecilia. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> normally when those hands go up, it's, it's, it's Philippines or something. It may be local, too, whenever a number is popular. But go right ahead. Okay. It may have been Brother John Johnson from uh, Papua New Guinea. Uh, let me try that again. Um, someone who has a private number. In other words, you didn't dial the show. You dialed. Either you long distance or you dialed star 67 before the number. Go ahead with your question, please. There go one. Okay, where is Katie? Brother John Johnston. Talking about somebody is. And then the days of Adam after he began. Okay, okay so they do have a hand. But what happened is they pressed one and they walked away to come and they don't know their own lives. I do hear Brother John Johnston <laughs> from Papua New Guinea. I know his voice. Okay. Let me try it again, folks. Yeah. Brother John Johnston, are you there? Adam Mill or 900. And they're doing their own sermon. That sounds like him. <laughs> that sounds preaching. like him He's commenting preaching. on something. Yeah, they're commenting he on said. something. We said they press one, they don't know that they're live now, and they don't know that we're talking about them because they heard some press one and walked away. Anyway, folks, listen. Uh, okay. Eliana was commenting, and then we're going to go to Brother Leonard, and then we'll wrap the show. Okay. Well, okay, so as I said before, I'd like to close with Psalm 23. Because verse 5 is very, very significant and to what we've all said. Hello? Seth, you're going to have to mute. You get, yeah, I can hear that person. 
So, so and, and verse 5 is very significant to something that Brother Leonard said about the, the three migrations and the preparation. Also, it was said about going into Canaan, putting their foot down. I believe that was Brother Leonard. And I wanted, so I want to read Psalm 23rd as a way of comfort and assurance that the Father is with us. And, and we know it may seem fantastical because we have not yet seen the real move of the Most High in our generation, the way we've seen the Cecil B. DeMille movie, The Ten Commandments. (laughs) So, you know, when we think of God moving, we're looking at something like that because he did a beautiful um, theatric rendition of real events that happened, and that sticks in people's mind when we say God is going to do something. You know, we're expecting this voice to come from heaven and this one leader to come in and lead and this, all of this event, but the Most High is speaking. I want to let you know he is speaking, and those of us who are tuned in are hearing, and that's why we're speaking the way we're speaking, because he's speaking to us. But Psalm 23 is what I want to leave with you, and it is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. So Israel In America and all over the world, the Most High is about to prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies, and he will anoint our head with oil and our cup. Truly, if we've been poor all of our life, our cup will run over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, and that's all of us, all the days of our life. And we, Israel, will dwell in the house of the Most High forever. Well, Sister Leon, that was pointed. I mean, I can't, I thought Brother John was going to come behind you, but listen, can't get no more biblical than that. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier about having peace in the midst of the storm. Because our brothers and sisters are going to hear that, and I hope y'all took that and said, oh, I'm familiar with that. No, listen to every word you've heard tonight from that prayer to um, everything being said by Brother Leonard, um, uh, Brother John, the callers, because we're very serious. I'm very serious. Our people are, are, are going through something I've never went through in this country. There's a lot of suicide right now, a lot of homes breaking up in Eliana, and uh, Brother Leonard and, and Brother John, she's still holding. Um and so we oh, got to carry our people. So I just want people to know times are going to get harder. But for you, they don't have to get harder. If you get close to the Most High, that Holy Spirit, uh, he said he still came to that we may have life more abundantly. I don't care what's going on in the world. I don't care what prophecies are being fulfilled. I don't care if America burns up tomorrow. I do care, but I'm saying in terms of my point here, we can have peace. Speaking of that, I'm going to play a song here in a second that's going to really nail this down by Yolanda Adams like no other. 
folks, we can have peace. We can we can we can we can have joy. There's reason, like Brother John was saying, he's excited. You could be excited right now. Yes, you can. Yes, you can because we're telling you ahead of time it's gonna get rougher. So, you know, do all the things you have to do preparing wise, uh, stocking up wise. If it's gonna get harder, plan according to that that news feed we just gave you. It's going to get harder. More likely, you're gonna die. That's a reality. It's going to get to the point to where Israel is going to cry out, and the Most High is going to come through for his people. And that remnant is going to return. I do think it's already, we've already started to go to Israel. Y'all can just get over that. I, I'm telling you, I, like I said, I've been there nine times. I've taken people, and we've seen it with our eyes. African Americans in Israel, they don't, I had one lady say, I don't know why I'm here. Father told me to come. They're going to be one to, like, the, the one call us. Just forget his name. What's the name of the, uh, um, John again? Sister Eliana's guest. Fred Arthur. Fred, Brother Fred, please forgive me for, for me forgetting your name, but I'm moving 100 miles an hour here, checking calls while y'all are talking, et cetera. But anyway, my point is he made some very valid uh, comments, you know, and one of the things that sticks out is people going to ask questions, like, where are we going to go? How is this going to be? People are very, you know, they, they, want, they want to be able to, and like, like Sister Eliana said, we don't know all the answers, like what time, what day, but we just know. This is not our home. We'll never gain our full humanity, as Pastor Alfie Chris says, in the land of your captivity. We'll never be whole in America. So and keep in mind, some of us are dying out. We're older. Some of us are going to be dying. But our children need to hear this message. We are coming out of this country. We are coming out of this country, a remnant of us. There's going to be some of us that's going to stay, but they're going to get a brunt of this, uh, this, this, this wrath, pestilence. All that's going to happen to America. This country is going to have to pay for what they have done to the to, to, to the, the, the fathers elect. Anyway, uh, Brother Leonard, go ahead. Final words, and then uh, moderator, we're going to wrap it up quickly, quickly. Okay, well, you you would you would assume that you don't you don't really hear that much about China in the in the scriptures in the King James. Well, I want to read this verse right here because they are in scripture. Uh, this is Second uh, Ezra chapter fifteen, verse forty-six, and you Asia who share in splendor of Babylon and the glory of her person, woe to you, miserable wretch, for you have made yourself like her. You have decked out your daughters for uh, prostitution to please and glory in her lovers. You have always lusted after you uh, after her. You have imitated that hateful one in all your deeds and devices. Therefore, God says, I will send evil upon you, widowhood, poverty, famine, sword, and pestilence, Bringing ruin to to your houses, bringing destruction and death. What scripture was that, uh, Brother Linda? That's that's uh, it's a lot more. I, I just made it short. It's uh, Second Ezra in Apocrypha, uh, chapter fifteen, verse forty-six. Oh, Ezra. Okay. Um, Second Ezra, and what was the verse? Uh, forty-six. Good looking out, yeah, Brother Linda. He's studying, isn't it E-S-A-D-R-A-S, Apocrypha, meaning the lost books, folks, that right. aren't lost anymore. But these well, right, it's, it's, it's the same person. They just spell it different. It's the same person. Right. All right, Brother Lynn, I appreciate your brother, comment. Brother John, well, go ahead, just really final quick. comment. Wait, no, I just wanted to say for Brother Leonard, can somebody just restate the scripture in, sec- is it first or second Ezra? It's, uh, it's I, uh, second Ezra. Second Ezra chapter fifteen, verse forty six. But but you you want to read okay. all of you want to read all of chapter fifteen. Yes, I do. I want to. I actually want to read all of Second Ezra. 
Okay. Right. Thank you, Brother Leonard. I really appreciate you bringing so much uh, scripture to the platform and bringing it, tying it right in just so powerfully with the topic. I really appreciate that. Thank you for co-hosting um, and being a part of the platform today. That was powerful. And um, no thank you to Fred for being a part as well and, and, and stepping up. And he just texted me and said he's so stoked he's on fire. He's so excited about what he's heard, and he's definitely <laughs> probably going to continue his learning Thank curve you. and probably get to connect with all the brothers and then really, you know, you guys, I know you guys are going to really connect and, and do a lot, but I'm really thankful that I was able to kind of spearhead this particular uh, portion of our blog talk, um, Five Smooth Stones. Thank you very much for allowing me to have that, that platform um, freedom and uh, everybody stay blessed and Keep your minds on the scripture. That's my final words. Um, oh, I w- also wanted to say really quickly, our friend who was on is a financial person. If anyone is looking to move finances, you probably want to the show or, or try to connect with one of us, and we can give you his information. Um, smart investments at, for a time like this. That's all I want to say. And, wow. Um, wow. Well, again, you can record this. Y'all missed the information my brother Fred, but you definitely want to support our own. So, and he is our own. So that's exactly right, Cecilia. I thank you for remembering to put that out there because uh, we need great investment advisors. And Cecilia, thank you again for doing what you do so well on the show. Not just this show, but all the shows. But tonight, you really was. It's good sitting back listening, um, folks. We can't cover it all, but I thought we covered more than what. Any one show would do. So see, I'll do her thing tonight. Remember, there is other shows on uh, uh, 2018. We did August the 3rd. I mean, excuse me, March the 7th, a show. March the 14th with a show in 2018. And all, again, all you got to do is Google Five Smooth on Blog Talk Radio and then just simply say the words African Americans Return. The return of African Americans, and you'll get those two shows that pop up first. And Sister Eliana, I think, was on all all those shows. But tonight, she did a very good job. Thank you, Sister. Thank you. Can't thank you enough. Really appreciate your gift to the body of Christ. And and and, and uh, brother, uh, uh, moderator, go ahead. Final words and wrap the show, folks, in minutes here. Well, in the honor of our brother Dan, I just wanted everyone to know that if you thank are you not that. one who's easy, not a problem who find it difficult to speak with persons as it pertains to the Messiah, what he's done for your life, what he can do for their life, you can always leave them with a gospel track. Brother Dan has a company called Gospel Tracks Wow. That's G-O-S-P-E-L-T-R-A-C-T-S. Folks, that's how you spell track. That's a piece of paper, not track as a railroad track. It is Gospel Tracks. T-R-A-C-T-S-Wow.com. Dan has been working with these gospel tracks for many a years. He has 14,000 Facebook followers, I believe it is, connections with uh, a bunch of different persons all over the world shooting out these gospel tracks. So if you have a need to utilize those, by all means, go to Gospel Tracks Wow, and our brother Dan will be able to assist you with those needs. I am John Clark, signing out. It's been another good time with Five Smooth Stones. Thank you, Sister Eliana. Uh, thanks for joining joining us, Brother Fred, Brother Leonard. Good looking out. Brother Kevin over in North Cat. Y'all be easy. 
Brother Seth. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, just uh, that, before we're going to sign out of here, all lines are now muted. I thank every single one of you. Y'all know this was a good show. A lot of information, wasn't it? This show covered things as other two shows did, but they did hit some areas that we didn't hit. So, uh, again, we are just trying to get our people to understand times are going to get harder. But, folks, it don't mean you have to have it harder. I mean, it can be trouble all around you. The Bible talks about uh, how evil won't come near your dwelling. If you, uh, Psalms 91 talks about dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, there is a place you could be at with the Father where you will see with your eyes different things coming around you. But it won't. Have, it don't. It don't have to be you and yours. No, it don't. Coronavirus, whatever it is, it don't have to be you. That's why the Messiah comes so we may have life more abundantly. What father would always beat his good children, his obedient children, along with the knuckleheads? It don't make sense. There's a peace for us. So we're letting you know, the show in a nutshell, letting you know rough times are coming. But get prepared to go to the Father. Uh, so if you don't know the Israelites, go listen to the show. Again, go back to Google. Google Five Simple Stone, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Black Biblical Hebrews. That's all you got to do. Just just type that, and you'll get all of our shows talking about how we know with proof, many scriptures about how we're the people of the book. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this show up with something very encouraging. You're going to really appreciate this. Check this out. This is going to be one of the most encouraging songs you will probably hear. And I figured it would be the, the right thing to do. Again, thank thank you, all the callers and the panelists. Really appreciate you. Love every single one of y'all. And there is truly nothing you can do about it. <laughs> 